Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Jones! Bowden! He's got it! Stokes flashes it away, through the covers for four, and England have won the match. Hello, welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. The first day at Manchester in the second test is done, and the way I see it, Simon, South Africa have handed the initiative back to England. Firstly, by deciding to bat first on a a situation, conditions which beg to, to bowl first, and then really some soft dismissals, one or two bits of bad luck, and suddenly they're rolled out for 150. They also, I think, got their selection wrong. I'm sure you agree with that as well. So all in all, a really weird turnaround, but I guess we see this quite often in, in test series, where the first day of this test match is almost like the first day and a half of the first test, but in reverse. So England got bowled out at Lords, and South Africa uh, you know, ended the first day and a half with rain interrupting the first day in the same sort of position as England are in now, which is quite a good one. Yeah, England are on top, clearly. They're only 40 behind. They've got seven wickets in hand. They're not in an impregnable position. I mean, they could lose, you know, a couple of wickets in the morning and suddenly it's your game on again, you know, 140 for five. But you'd back them, I think, to get a reasonable first innings lead from here. I mean, their goal has got to be to score 300, I think, get that 150 lead and then they're right in pole position so that's their goal is they can get 300 then yeah they'll be in a very strong position the way that South Africa uh, were at Lords and yeah 150 lead in any test match anywhere in the world on any surface puts you under pressure uh, as a batting side when you go in next the decision uh, to bowl first uh, sorry the decision to uh, there we go decision to bat first was I mean it was sort of dictated by their selection. We sort of, you know got their selection wrong. One one sort of followed the other. Really, if you play two spinners, 
you, you think the pitch is dry, which is what they think it's going to spin back end of the game. So therefore, you sort of have to bat first. But they would have sort of, I mean, I actually heard uh, Dean Elgar's interview with Jonathan Agnew this morning at, at the toss. And he, there was a sort of sense of, you know, agony. You know, we know it's a gamble. We, we understand that. But we, what we need to do is just tough it out, battle it out, see if we can get to lunch. And, you, sort of, you know, you sort of sense if they could have got to lunch two down, uh, even three down, you know, then they would have been able to perhaps build a, a decent score in the afternoon and evening session. We knew it was the sun was going to come out at lunchtime. That was the forecast. And that's exactly what happened. It was almost right on cue as the players are walking off for lunch, the sun came out. And then it was nice weather uh, for the rest of the day. But it was such a sort of gloomy, overcast morning with the lights on. It, it, it almost felt, Yoz, it's strange to say, I mean, you don't often see, almost felt as if whoever won that arm wrestle of the first day was going to win the test match. South Africa get through, two down, max three down. England get, you know, pick up a, a bag of wickets that they'll win and dominate the game. Might not happen, of course, but that's what it really felt like. I've, I don't think I've ever can remember a sort of like a, the first session of a test match feeling so decisive. I, I'm just trying to you know, cast my mind back. Well, it's an overused cliche, isn't it? This is a crucial first session, the first morning, and everybody says that every morning. And I suppose the same applies to tomorrow morning in a way, because if South Africa can strike back and, and get to, well, cut England's lead to a, a small one, then they're back in the game. But, yeah, I, I, it was a funny, funny morning, really, where actually the ball did quite a bit. And interestingly, it's funny, but Jimmy Anderson doesn't have a great record at Old Trafford. I don't think he's ever taken a five for in a test innings and it's partly because it doesn't seem to swing there does it it's weird how swing uh, comes along and, and uh, you know prevalent pre prevalent in some grounds and not at others obviously Trent Bridge the the, the one example Lords where it seems to swing around as well but Old Trafford it never seems to and it's actually it's often the line bowlers isn't it the sort of taller bowlers that hit the pitch hard and get a bit of extra bounce that get the wickets and that's why I find it bizarre that they're left out. South Africa left out their tallest bowler, who was uh, such a threat, although he didn't bowl that many overs in the first test, Marco Janssen, six foot eight. I would have thought he would have been ideal, perfect for this pitch. But they left him out and played two spinners. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could understand some of their logic, which was that it's a dry pitch. So we want to spin. And they've got, you know, we've talked about it, haven't we, in the lead up to the game. They've got two class spinners. They've got you know, Maharaj and they've got Simon Harmer. So, you know, they're both good enough to play. Laws, they only played one of them. Here, they saw the dry pitch, thought, yeah, we need two spinners. But I just wonder, in England, I mean, you might think two spinners in India or, or in the subcontinent, uh, you know, for, for various reasons. You know, part of it is because it's so hot, isn't it? And that, that, you know, you need that sort of relief a bowling spin but also of course the pitches are generally more conducive to spin but in England you always feel the seam bowlers the pace bowlers are going to do it quicker than the spinners uh, you, you know we yeah, may I prove agree. to be wrong and, well, and I think I, that's, I, the, that's I, the point I completely agree and, and actually uh, often with Old Trafford as well when it's dry it reverse swings later in the game the ball gets scuffed up and so actually it's it's doubly good for, for seamers because they can get the bounce early on and the, the scuffed up reverse swing later on. I've never thought spinners apart from Shane Warne uh, are that... Well, obviously Shane Warne was brilliant at, at Old Trafford and created the ball of the century there. But other than him, I can't recall other spinners being really dangerous. And it just, I don't know, maybe they... I think I think you suspected they almost sort of made the decision sometimes that you can look at series a long way out and sort of decide on your team almost 
you know, before we've got to the ground. And maybe that, that that's what happened with South Africa. But the problem is, and this is one that has, has afflicted them before, is their batting is fragile. And if, if they do lose a couple of early wickets, Dean Elgar, their sort of rock, and a couple of other sort of top order players not that experienced, you do expose the middle order. And then there's a long tail today, uh, Simon Harmer coming in at number seven. So, you know, it's 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 inviting for a, a decent seam attack. If they're bowling first against South Africa on slightly helpful conditions, I mean, Simon Harmer, for instance, test average of 19 with the bat. So, you know, not a, a really a number seven. And you think about that when you're taking the field, when you're asked to field first. Yeah, I think the difference between here and Lords was that that opening partnership. You look at Elgar and Afia, you know, really gritty players. But what England were able to do, they were able to get rid of both of them inside the first thirteen overs, and that sort of sent England on their way. I, I thought actually the, the Elgar wicket was you know, one of the really crucial moments of the day. He was taken by Best at slip off broad, good low catch by Johnny Best. He'd really ridden his luck, Elgar as well. He 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 was out on. 10 to a no ball so England was celebrating uh, but it was a no ball bowled by Ollie Robinson and he was dropped difficult chance very difficult chance for Stokes on, on five so he sort of rode his luck but when he when they got him out he's like right they've got rid of those sort of two gritty top order players now they can work their way or try and get into the, the stroke makers a bit more Peterson Marker and we give you a bit of a chance and actually that's how it proved both did give England a chance uh, playing strokes and you're it just look quite a fragile South African batting lineup, and I, I mentioned um, on a previous podcast that I bumped into Neil Manthorpe as I was leaving Lords, the South African journalist and broadcaster, and he said to me, "Well, South Africa have got a 160 all out in them as well, and, and yeah, they have 151. It, it does look a reasonably brittle uh, batting lineup." And then what, what I thought what was key at Lords was that they, that opening partnership of 85. It really it gave them a base. If they'd been thirty for two, then England might have been to get in, might have been able to get into them at Lords as well. But it was that that was so crucial, and they mm. weren't able to do it mm. here. Yeah, yeah, dead right. Jimmy Anderson with um, an, an early wicket and three for twenty, three for thirty-two in the end. He had three for twenty, I think, at one point. So uh, ageless again. <laughs> Fifteen overs, four maidens, three it's, for thirty-two. It, it, it's incredible. I, I watched his is. speeds. You know, 83, 84 miles an hour. He he's sort of he's superhuman. He's defying all biomechanics and age and everything. Uh, it's just extraordinary, actually, that to watch him performing like he has. And uh, good to see Stuart Broad actually in the wickets as well. He bowled some good deliveries mm. and uh, deserved his three wickets. It's it's funny, isn't it? I, I mean, Broad and Anderson still. Well, actually, Broad didn't open today, but Broad and Anderson still in harness in two thousand and twenty two. And we must have first seen that in 2006, I think, when Broad made his debut. Yeah, it, it's absolutely astonishing. At one point, you sort of almost have to pinch yourself. There's Jimmy Anderson bowling from the Jimmy Anderson end at the age of 40 in a test match against South Africa on a hat trick. You know, he, mm. he'd got rid of he got rid of Harmer and Maharaj LBW. He probably was quite frustrated actually with the hat trick ball he bowled to Rabat. Well, yeah, he, he, he proved trying... he was human then, didn't he? he slung it down yeah. the leg side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and but you know, you, you know, uh, how much longer is it going to go on for? We've been saying this for quite a few years now, and I, I in a way, it's, it's, it becomes a almost pointless, superfluous question. Just enjoying while he's there, 
yeah, when it when he calls it a day, that's you know that's it. Then sort of yeah, okay, it's it's finally come. But while it's happening, it's almost pointless or trying to second guess uh, when it's going to come to an end. But yeah, and then excellent again, fifteen overs, four maidens, three for thirty-two. I you know I actually thought England bowled well. That, that I mean, you say, well, yeah, they bowled him out for 150. You know, sometimes teams are not quite right on it and things go their way. I actually thought they did bowl well. Robinson, without much luck, I thought Broad was excellent and Anderson as well. You know, they 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 pressured the South African batting lineup. But I would one thing I would say in that sort of arm wrestle to lunch: can it can England get four or five? Can South Africa just be two or three down? And whoever sort of, you know that important thing about whoever won that first session might have gone a long way to deciding. Uh, the outcome of the game because of the you know the pitch later on and also the weather conditions this afternoon and uh, I thought Stokes actually in that sort of Ian Botham golden arm sort of way swung it decisively England's way because at one point it looks like South Africa might get to lunch three down when Markram and Van der Dusen were together they were just beginning to form a, a partnership and then Stokes came on lo and behold he bowled what looked I mean was it probably a long hop and Markham top-edged it up in the air and folks ran back and took the catch. That was sort of reminiscent of some of the wickets Ian Botham used to get. And then he won an appeal. Uh, he, he won a decision for an appeal for LBW against Van der Dusen that was double umpire's call. And, you know, you don't, you don't see too many of those, do you, Oz, in, in Test cricket? So suddenly, no. 68 for four, 76 for five. Yeah, England had broken it open and they were on their way. I think it's unjust to give a batsman out. This is a bowler speaking. I think it's unjust to give a batsman out when there are two umpires calls on the graphic. And there was an umpire's call for hitting the line. So he was hit on, on marginally in line mm. with the off stump. And then obviously the ball was only clipping the top of the bales as well. So two umpires calls to me. I know the umpire gave it out, but I don't know. I, I think I would have just sort of said fairness is fairness. And there's too much improbability there. Uh, to to actually be sure that ball was hitting the wicket and hitting him in line. Anyway, never mind. He's out. He's in the book. LBW Stokes. And yes, uh, the, the the ball that got Markram out was anony- anonymous, innocuous, the kind of ball that, that Beefy Botham would have taken wickets for fun with. Uh, his, it was it made me think back actually to Beefy's last ever game, which was for Durham against Australia, and it was just before he retired, 1993. And I was actually sat, I was off the field in the dressing room uh, when Beefy basically bowled his last ever spell. And it was against the Australians. Uh, I think it was actually they were just playing for a draw because there was no chance of a result. So Beefy came on and opened the bowling in the second innings. And they all looked, all the Australians were craning their eyes, peeling their eyes back, watching what was happening for the last ever time. And you know they were sort of almost exclaiming in... Uh, in sort of semi ecstasy and and sort of excitement, watching what he would try and one of the one of the balls was a really wide long op and somebody said, oh you know what, what what's that what's that ball and someone said oh it's one that you know Tubby couldn't reach or something Tubby Taylor couldn't reach but he he'd probably get a wicket in a minute and he in fact he didn't he got seven overs for about forty and, and didn't get a wicket but it's probably about the only time where he's bowled some good balls and some bad ones and taken a heap of a heap of scalps. Yeah, well, he was a, he was able to just uh, well uh, to weave that magic. Was I mean, didn't he take a he took a five for a, a, a Melbourne when England won the Ashes? And I think it was it was like full of half, half volleys and long hops, wasn't it? That, he was half yeah, fit as well. Half, yeah. yeah. Anyway, exactly. the, 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 so Stokes has that yeah. slight, as you say, that sort of Midas touch, that golden arm with the ball, um, invaluable because it exposed 
the, the lower order, the South African lower order, which isn't actually made of much substance, apart, of course, from Kikizo Rabada, who finished up top scorer. Yeah, well, I thought Rabada played really well. He actually looked, and, and that's what gave England some confidence, I think, when it was their turn to bat. He, he just looked so calm, assured. He, he made 36 in the end. He was, he was last player out when, when he was batting with Nguyen at the end and a big shot, uh, played a big shot at uh, Jack Leach, who, who picked up that wicket uh, right at the end. But I thought Rabada looked really nice. I mean, he, was, he, he tried to play a few shots and he wasn't easy to time the ball. I don't think it's a belter of a pitch. Uh, it seemed it, there seems to be some variable bounce. We think it'll spin. It is dry. There was some seam movement, but I don't think it's impossible to score. But um, you, you know, I, 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 it's possible England could get on top tomorrow. But I, I don't I don't see them sort of just dominating the game with the bat here and sort of rushing through to four hundred. I think it you know it'd be quite hard work. And 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 the idea will be from here, you know, is, is to get a decent lead. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, well we haven't sort of actually sort of nailed down yours. We talked about South Africa's team uh, selection. What, what about the decision at the toss? And also, um, also the other thing as well is the psychology in the toss. That if England had won the toss and decided to put them in, which is what they were going to do, they were going to put South Africa in, how much more pressure comes on a bowling side rather than, you know, the, the captain of South Africa has made the decision to bat first and therefore, you, you know, you, it's weird, isn't it, how you just relax a bit more. The, the pressure's not on so much. When Dean Elgar looks back, he probably wishes... Um, that England had won the toss, and that you know he put South Africa into bat, and it doesn't it doesn't look such a a, a poor decision. If it's a marginal situation at the toss, and often it is, maybe invest in your strength. And what's your strength, South Africa bowling? So bowl first. I I, I just think their batting is fragile, and you know if it is. If it's a sort of 50-50 call, maybe it wasn't in their head. Maybe it was a very very certain it was going to play well and they just needed to get through the first hour or something. But to me, it looked like a 50-50 sort of situation and I would invest in my strength as a result. Anyway, uh, you know, it happened. Uh, they, they got bowled out for 151. England, in reply, well, they stumbled as usual. But the remarkable thing is perhaps that the man who who's so often stumbles first is still in, Zach Crawley. Yeah, it must have been a bit odd for him, actually, to see Johnny Bairstow uh, walking out to bat because uh, he, you know, he hasn't really got down to sort of partnerships with the middle order uh, very much this summer, uh, you know, if at all. He did have a, a marginal decision go in his favour when he was on seven. That was uh, a ball hitting the top of 
uh, middle stump from Maharaj. It was umpire's call. It was given not out. So he survived that when he made seven. So 17 from 77 balls. Is this a, a sort of new Zach Crawley? Is like reining himself in, giving himself a chance? Or is he just struggling to come to terms with it and just battling away? What, what did you see from him today? He's changed his nickname from Crunch Crawley to Creepy. Creepy Crawley, hasn't he? Which, of course, is the nickname of John Crawley, his mm. namesake uh, a few years ago. I think he's just battling to find some batting rhythm and decided, look, I'm just going to put there any expansive shots away and just try and stay in for a bit. And that's actually fine. It wasn't an easy pitch. The ball was bouncing through high. I, I, I love watching Rabada bowl. And he, he has such a high release point that he really gets the ball to bounce quite extravagantly at times. Not easy to play. And Rich Nokia you know, racked up the, the speed gun again past 90 miles an hour. So that's tough work. I think, you know, he's, he's just trying to stick in and, and find some kind of tempo to his batting, trying to relocate the middle of the bat. And, you know, these are, it's that old cliche in a way. Talent hides itself in funny places, but it doesn't totally disappear. There is some talent still in there. He's just trying to locate it. Yeah, the, the, I mean the challenge now, of course, is not is to is to come back tomorrow morning and not be dismissed, you know, early on. And then you, you look at it and it, oh, he's out, you know, out for eighteen, nineteen, twenty, or whatever. And you sort of feel perhaps you're no further down the line than you than you were beforehand. You, you somehow or other, by hook or by crook, tomorrow morning you've got to try to convert the battling seventeen not out into into a half century. He's not scored. It's, I mean, it's a remarkable, really. He's not scored a half century in any match since May. And now we're in, in late August. I mean, that really is a lean trot. And that must play. Yeah, it is. Must play with the batter's so mind. Hard. Yeah. No, terribly. Of course it plays on your mind. And you just, you know, as a batsman, look, I haven't been a batsman who scores 50s in, in a row, but I can remember feeling in Nick, if you like, which probably meant I got 15 rather than three. And, and, and it, you know, the ball does hit the middle of the bat and your feet move into, into line and your head is in a good position and you're not thinking too much about anything you're just thinking watch the ball and hit it or block or block it you know whereas when you're going through that lean trot you're thinking is my back going up in the right angle in the back lift is my feet in the right position am i moving am i standing on my toes or on my heels uh, do i need to stand a little bit further out of the crease or further back should i be picking the banner a bit higher you know do i need to tighten my bottom and grip i mean there's so many things mm. that that you, you, you think about, which, of course, stop you from doing the basics and just watching the ball and hitting it. Uh, so it's about, in a way, trying to get get back into that clean-headed, clean clear-headed mindset where you are just playing the ball. And maybe tomorrow he'll find that. Mm. It's amazing, actually, when you're actually batting well, how you just don't think about anything, do you? And that, mm. it, just, it just almost feels like instinct. Uh, when things are going well. What about some of the other uh, dismissals from the England players today? Alex Leeds, I just thought, got a good ball. I mean, you, you can get mm. them, can't you? It, it was yeah. round the wicket in Geedy, angled in, just left him a fraction, and he nicked it through to Verena, the wicketkeeper. I mean, you know, Jeffrey's cliche, you know, test cricket is all about surviving the good balls, and today Alex Lees did not survive a good ball. Uh, no. I, and he, he looks destined to attract those sort of balls. The trouble with with his batting is, he's he's just a bit heavy-footed. And even though he survived a few balls, or well, not many actually, but, you know, nearly nearly just over half a dozen, it just looks, he looks 
a sitting target because he's so static at the crease and, and leaden-footed and it just requires one ball to do something for me to get him out. Uh, obviously, that brought in Ollie Pope and there's a contrast there. You see, Pope is, is balletic on his feet, dancing feet, you know, really busy at the crease. And that's why I've always felt he had the potential to be hugely successful because he's, he's just got... He's nimble. You know, he can float around the crease, almost get into good positions. You know, even his defensive shots has a, a sort of a positivity about it. Whereas, to me, there's something rather sort of sedate about about Lees. And he just looks like a, a, a person who's going to get out eventually, even if sometimes he gets to 30. Yeah, well, Lee's out for four today. Pope came in, uh, batted nicely for a while and then played on to Norkia, who, who was ramping up again. Yeah, he was in the 90s, 92 miles an hour, 93 miles an hour, inside edge onto his stumps. And then Joe Root, uh, Yoz, third successive score in single figures. It, it has happened before to Joe Root in Test match cricket, not that often. And out in a way that we saw in Australia. It's actually, was it whether, whether it was a clever piece of captaincy or just an obvious piece of captaincy uh, from Elgar. Maharaj was bowling and he, he, he bowled a few balls against Root. And I, I just feel it's almost like, a, not, not, it's not a total waste of time, but the left arm spinner to Root, you know, when you've got a different option, better option, use that. And that's what Elgar did. He took Maharaj out of the attack. He brought back Rabada and it didn't take long for Rabada to bowl one in the channel that just banks a bit. And Root, who'd, who'd actually played a few slightly away from his body in the way he does, you know, that slightly open face where he, he, mm. he plays. To, and he nicked it through to Evia, who juggled Pope four times in the last test match and dropped it, juggled Root three times in this game. And uh, fortunately for South Africa, held on. So Root gone for nine yards. Mm, and, and I heard um, a, an interview with him before the game, which actually was recorded the day before. And he talked a lot about the, the batting against the South African attack. He talked a lot about Rabada, actually, and how awkward he is to face because of the extra bounce he gets, because of his slippery pace and, and his talent. Uh, he said, you know, I've, I've practised as hard as I can and I'm confident in my ability. And people have said playing against uh, Maharaj and playing, trying all these funny shots in the last test looks a bit risky, but no... They're not risky. They're shots I'm very comfortable with. I'm just as comfortable playing a reverse sweep to a left-arm spinner as a forward defensive. Uh, it's not that I'm sort of changing my uh, tempo or anything because of the new regime. It's just how I want to play. Uh, but, you know, you have to respect these uh, South African fast bowlers. And actually, I thought I thought that ball he got out to was a pretty good ball. Uh, it, it bounced mm. a fair bit. He's the kind of ball, as you say, that can get root out because he looks to score off those back-of-the-length balls on off stump. It was just a bit too quick and it moved enough and bounced enough to take the edge. So I wouldn't read too much into it, really. I, I mean, Root, although, of course, he's got his career best score at Old Trafford, it's the kind of pitch like the ones you find in Australia where a bit of extra bounce can undo him. Yeah, Andy Zaltzman, the TMS the statistician, came out with a, a, a stat today saying that, that Root against bowling of 88 miles an hour plus, averages 30. Of course, his overall average is uh, 50. It's probably not that much of a surprise that batters struggle um, more the quicker the bowling is. It's you know, it, it pace does you, doesn't it? That, mm. that, you yeah. know, that text you had from Michael Holding the other day, you know, it, it, it sorts out players, mm. it, it gets you out. Uh, so that shouldn't be too much of a surprise. But it's quite it's quite a big disparity, isn't it? You know, a 20 average between, you know, if the bowling is above 88 miles an hour. 
Yeah, and actually, you know, pace sorts out all the players, doesn't it? Bairstow, at the start of his innings, was swishing at thin air. The ball was whistling through to the keeper, virtually head high from Nokia in particular. So it does, you know, it's a challenge, isn't it? You've got 0.4 of a second to, to make your decision, and a lot of those decisions are just pure instinct. Bairstow kind of got through that awkward spell. A couple of vicious bounces as well, which cleared the keeper. He had a, a job collecting any of them, but he, he got through it and you know played in his way, uh, played aggressively against the spin, played some cut shots, got a couple of nice cover drives going and back to not quite where he was against New Zealand and, and India, but sort of hinting that that might be what, what's going to happen tomorrow, uh, got the innings uh, in, into a bit of momentum and great to watch. Yeah, thirty-eight not out overnight. I mean, the the, the key probably in, in in this test match is is which batter from which side is going to go is going to play the, the significant innings. You know, in a way that the Afia innings from uh, Lords. Okay, that wasn't a, a huge innings, but it was very very important in the context of the game. That seventy-three, which which just shaped the ultimately shaped the course of the match. Who who's going to play it? Well, Bairstow is threatening to play it. He's 38 not out. But it's an intriguing situation. England, 40 uh, runs behind, seven wickets left. But South Africa do pick up a couple of early wickets in the morning. Then the game is is right back on again. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 a really fascinating second day in prospect. And once it's finished, we'll review it for you. So please listen out for that. Thanks very much for your company over the last 25 minutes. And we'll speak to you again tomorrow. Goodbye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply